So even even like a, a faint heartbeat in, in the game, an actual good recording of a heartbeat can raise your actual heartbeat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Janky to the Max, podcast where we talk to cool creators about their awesome creations. Today on the show, we have Jonathan, who is a game developer, um, and who just released a game he's been working on. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. So, uh, tell us uh, sort of your story. How did you get into game development, and how did you get to... Um, where are you at right now? Oh boy, uh, that's a old long story. <laughs> uh, uh, I started. I started with uh, modding games originally, like all uh, all good game devs. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm incredibly nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. Uh, no, normally, there's t- I was telling you before the show, normally we have Glavin's on here, a fantastic host I always forget to introduce. Um, <laughs> but he, today, no, I did not forget to introduce him. He is, uh, I believe, doing target practice. Um, he's a bit of a gun nerd, and <laughs> so uh, he's he's learning how to how to shoot that stuff. Um, That's Always interesting. <laughs> More power to him, right? <laughs> um. Anyways, so yeah, so you you started modding like like all good game devs, and then from modding, it's a simple step from there that to be like, oh huh, what if I could, you know, just do this I mean, all myself, right? Yeah, yeah. It depends on what you're modding too, though, because you have simple stuff and you have really complex uh, total conversion, which you're essentially changing every aspect of the game, mm. uh, except for its core stuff. Yeah. So, uh, it's a very simple transition, all considering. Okay. So what was like your first, what was like some of the first games you modded? Oh boy. Uh, seriously modding? Uh, it's an old Star Wars game. came out in 2006. Uh, Star Wars Empire at War. I have not heard of that one. No? I'm surprised. It's uh, one of the only Star Wars RTS games that has any quality to it, really. Oh, maybe I have. Oh, this one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's yeah. the first one I've actually really started getting into when it comes to modding, and it can be a hassle. <laughs> oh wow! All right. All right. So, so you modded, uh, started modding games, and then what happened? Uh, that was hell. That was back in late middle school, actually. For me. Wow. Um, yeah, back in, uh, well, late middle school, early early high school. I, uh, actual game dev, though, game development, I started back in 2014, I think. Okay. Yeah, right. it was right when Unreal Engine 4 first released to the public for free. Uh... And I uh, immediately hopped on that train. I tried Unity and, and some of the other engines, but, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, a lot more... Not user friendly for me, at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, there's it's hard to find stuff on it too when you're first starting. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Unreal Engine. So that that's the main reason why you like Unreal Engine is just the UI. Just yeah, UI. There's a whole lot of uh, tutorial stuff for it. I mean, you can find almost anything on YouTube for it, and yeah, if you can't, then there's always the forums you can ask about. Mm-hmm. So. 
a lot of friendly people too most of the time that's good that's good it's not yep. toxic as mm-hmm. sometimes stack overflow can be no why did you ask that question that was a stupid question <laughs> downvoted demoted yeah uh, it that that's i mm. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah yeah so um tell us about the the game you're working on or you just released well i haven't fully released it yet um Currently, I've uh, only really shown the uh, teaser trailer for the intro sequence. Okay, all right. So, uh, the intro cinematic. So, what, what's the what will you be releasing then? Uh, when will I be releasing? Hopefully, within the next few months. It's still a lot of work to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not easy stuff. I'm doing most of it solo. Like ninety percent of the pro- programming is just me, and it's oh god, help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, how, so how? I I know you're you're a one man shop there using Unreal Engine, mm. but how does one theoretically work on a team with a game engine? Right, because with, with when you're coding like mm-hmm. say Python or C plus plus or something, you have GitHub. You have these version control systems that make it pretty. Mm-hmm straightforward to to compile and work together with code is there anything like that for unreal engine um uh yeah actually there is uh, yeah uh yeah they have a it's integrated as part of their ui they have a um it's it's just it's direct you directly do it through unreal engine you don't have to really have anything else i mean you have to have like the get uh uh what's it called the source control software because it kind of hooks into that but uh, yeah, you can use Git, Perforce. Uh, I think there's another one. I don't know the name of it though. But okay. Uh, yeah, they give you multiple options for that. So it's really useful for working on teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. But I, I just, I just that, that seems like so much, so many aspects of. <laughs> I mean, game development that's so it's so big. Like, it's, do you have yeah. any of your favorite aspects of game development? Oh, when I'm done. <laughs> when I've actually completed something. <laughs> oh, it's the it's so it, there's a there's a joy about not only creating something but actually getting done with it mm. and and seeing it out there. Um, yeah, it's a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I see. I get that. Um, if I had to actually nail down anything specific, um, I enjoy gameplay programming. Because you can visibly see what happens, you know, you can actually experience as you program it. Mm. Um, what which mean, is really nice. What do you mean by gameplay programming? Anything that has to do with the player controller. So let me let me actually explain what that is. Uh, that covers anything from inputs. So like you press spacebar, your character jumps, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, or actually coding the code for you to actually be able to jump at all. Uh, that uh, movement mostly, um, anything dealing with animations uh, to a degree. Uh, we're linking them up with the main camera and stuff. Uh, uh, that's a good example. Um, Portal. Portal is a good example. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Valve game. Uh, there, in order to, uh, for you to actually be able to use, like, the stuff in Portal, um, 
using the actual portals and, and solving the puzzles. A lot of that is actually gameplay programming because, uh, as well as level design, of course. Okay. I can't have any game without proper level design. Right. Um, yeah, but gameplay programming would be like uh, when you put a cube through one of the portals, it actually goes through the portal and doesn't just smack into the wall. Right. <laughs> the actual functionality of it all. Yeah. That's, uh, that, w- that, that would be fun. gameplay programming. Yep. Stuff like that. Interesting. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember uh, back when we did the game jam. It was ten. Da- it was ten days, and uh, the server had kind of like a t- team, um, mm. and I was just like, you going into building a game, you don't realize how many facets there are. There's so much to do. There's so much. Oh. I mean, you have yeah. like. Like, for web development, which is the background that I, that I come from, you know, you have mm-hmm. your back end, you have your front end, straightforward, right? But yep. not only do you have your, your back end, your front end, but you also have to think about things like level design, like, you know, pl- like story, the the player. Mm-hmm. Lighting, know. all that stuff. Like, yeah. the, it's just so much. I mean, you're literally creating your own world. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's, it's incredible. Wow. So... <laughs> You're you're releasing your own game. How did you come to that, right? Like, um, did you work at a uh, like a, another studio and you're like, you know what, I can do this better. I the the janky spirit, or were you more to just start off from the um, start off building games yourself? I actually started completely on my own. I didn't and actually still don't have a degree in anything, but. Woo! The yeah I know oh God I'm gonna be staked. Um, <laughs> oh no no I I, I I'm a big <sighs> proponent of not getting your degree. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well then. Um, yeah no I mean see uh, with game development a lot of people get that wrong when it comes to degrees. Degrees are useful, sure, and it it allows you to learn some really useful stuff that you might not be able to otherwise. Um. But there's so much that you can learn on your own and just making connections with people. That's how I did it. Yeah. Yeah, Listen to that, everyone. Seriously, (laughs) seriously. No, I've, um, on Space Roots, the other podcast, (laughs) which you should totally (laughs) check out, by the way. I'll check um, it out. I talk to, I've talked to multiple people who are literally rocket scientists and they (laughs) don't have their degree. Yeah, you really don't need one. It's, it really comes down to, uh, what you're trying to go for. Honestly, because I mean, there are some jobs that do require one, I, I, or they say it requires one. I think, and th- there's pro- my theory, and I guess I don't probably shouldn't mm-hmm. go into this now. But <laughs> my theory is that um, there, like the the use of a, a four year education and the person that is useful for is rapidly decreasing. But the problem is that mm-hmm. for those group of people, the, the group, the type of person that you know has problems motivating themselves and learning on their own or maybe doesn't know what they want to do with their life and so they're like hey you know what let's spend you know forty thousand dollars and go to a place that sells me free information (laughs) um yeah there's yeah but there's no there's no option right there's no alternative (laughs) for that and so i think there needs to be like an actual viable alternative um (laughs) but anyways that 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 i digress right uh, so it was like your first like is this your first game you're releasing or have you made other at least other it's, games 
I've I've worked on a bunch of stuff in, uh, over the years, but most of it's been prototype stuff that will never see the light of day. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is my first official, pe- you know, public release of a game that Sweet. people can actually fully play. Yeah, that is awesome. And tell us tell us about it. Oh boy, uh, it's a horror game <laughs> because Fun. those are so easy to make, of course. That's sarcasm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Horror uh, games are a tough balance, man. I mean, horror games are so hard to actually make. Like, it's it's a lot more than you think. It's it's more than just dark lights, um, mood lighting, and uh, spooky sounds <laughs> and jump scares. It's a lot more than that. Why? You know, I thought that that was just. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. It's just jump scares, I mean, spooky lighting, creepy music. Come on. At its base, yeah, but if you actually want a really good horror game, you should look into actual psychological stuff Love that really messes it. with you. Yeah. So even even like a, a faint heartbeat in, in the game, an actual good recording of a heartbeat, um, can uh, uh, raise your actual heartbeat, which is kind of cool, and oh, uh, uh, make you more excited. Well, whether it be like uh, um, actual excitement or fear or whatever it is. It incites some sort of emotion that you're in a heightened state. So it's easier to uh, scare somebody when they're already in that state, which uh, is really nice. That is uh, so cool. A, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Any uh, more cool facts like that that you've discovered? Oh, that one is one actually a um, friend of mine who's a sound designer told me about, uh, which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um... Uh, uh, let's see. A uh, good way to get people to actually go forward in a game, um, especially in a horror game, is you can have a very faint light. It doesn't like it doesn't have to actually be a proper light on the wall. It can just be an invisible one that you just see the light source, like the actual light mm. bouncing around. Uh, you can have that at like the end of a corridor. It's barely lit. Um, it'll kind of guide the player's attention towards that spot, which is really nice because. Uh, it, it really builds tension because you don't, especially if you don't know what's down there and you haven't shown anything yet. Oh yeah. Uh, the more the more they get down there, and you you can include, like I said, the heartbeat trick and uh, maybe a, a small, quiet, ambient soundtrack, right. stuff like that. It'll really build the tension, and then you can really get somebody at the end. Yeah. It, it all adds up. Oh, yeah. the hairs in the back of my head are standing up already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! No, that's that's awesome. Um, it's just really neat trick, but yeah. Okay, so, so t- tell me, tell me about your development process. Like, how did you, uh, how did you go about, you know, designing and playing? Or did you, like, uh, map it all out beforehand? And um, uh, well, like, work? to to a degree, degree, to a degree. Um, there's it's always nice to have flexibility hmm. when you're actually making something because uh, this happens to me a lot. Uh, I think something looks really cool. I'll make it. Looks like utter crap. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> it I'm sounds sure like good. Like it looks horrible. Or it plays horrible. And then I have to just scrap that part and then, um, you know, make it again. Uh, or, or a cool idea will pop into my head. And sometimes it's really great. Sometimes it's not. You know, it. it yeah. it's a lot of iteration. Um, the, the first start of the game, actually, as it is right now, the first level you get into, I have redone that level at least seven times over the course of like three months because 
I could not get it where I wanted it. I'm happy where it's at now, but yeah, it's it's always like that. You're especially like I said before this um, podcast. I am a generalist, so I do a bit of everything: mm-hmm. um, programming, art, full stack. level design, all of it. It is a nightmare. There is so much work to do. It's a massive workload. <gasps> but you know <laughs> the really... stuff inside and out. Like you know mm-hmm. that game. Yeah, I'm I'm sure people who actually specialize in it would do a you know, a hell of a lot better than I would with it. But I try my best with what I have and what mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Now a, a lot of us here are, are generalists. We're we're hardcore. That's good to know. We're we're hardcore. Uh, yeah. No, I got yeah. Um, take take Glavin since well, well, let's talk about him since he's not here. You know he okay. he stalls solar panels, builds battery banks, is a writer. Um, <laughs> does. That's a- a lot of hats. Oh yeah, no, he he's a complete biology nerd. Yeah, mm. He's yeah. No, anyways, um, I, I I we love getting in the weeds. Uh, <laughs> uh what? So um, so you, you kind of kind of have like this general framework of what you kind of when you wanted to do, and then you sort of gently follow it as you. For, yeah, and then I change it as I go along. Um, I try to lay out the, the the actual groundwork for it, so I'll, I'll try to come up with a very simplistic, almost MS Paint style uh, level of design, <laughs> and uh, try to figure out how that might actually play, um, and then add height and stuff to it, and, and, and actually block it out in engine, and then you know test it and see if it actually works. If it does, keep building on it. If it doesn't, then scrap it and try something else. Okay, okay, okay. Nice. What was one idea about the game that you had when you were starting out that you thought would work really well, but Mm -hmm. failed miserably? Well, this particular game, or just games in general? This particular one, but if you have a good one from other games, go for it. Uh, In this game, there was a scrapped level that I, I spent a few weeks on, which I really hate that I got rid of it, but it was utter trash. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was a massive level. It, it ran so bad performance-wise, and that's one of the main reasons I scrapped it. It, it can't really... I don't know how to describe it in, in, in something that's entertaining. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Oh, I mean, it's game development is so boring if you're not into it. <laughs> and it has a lot of moments of just hair pulling and screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> yeah, that 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 checks out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, oh, bro. I one thing I do want to say is especially with art, do not look at other people's stuff. Like look at it for reference, sure. And and oh, that's cool. I might include that in my own work. But do not compare your work to theirs mm. on who is better because you will never do better. <laughs> you, mm. you will always think your stuff is worse and just bad, but I mean, you're always better than someone else. Someone else is always better than you. It's just how it is. Yeah, that's. Well, you know, the, the key is to measure yourself by your own growth, not necessarily your absolute results. Exactly. Because yeah, you want to see what you were a few years ago or a few months ago or whatever, or even a few days ago. Mm hmm. 
and and see how how it was. It was probably utter utter trash, but I, I right. You know, you, you've improved what you were on, and that's a good point. That's a good thing. So you're improving. Yes, absolutely. When I was uh, starting web development, I mm. I started basics. I used the nano text editor, which was a default text editor on oh on uh, Linux, and mm. I coded all the websites in HTML and CSS. Like, that's how I did Oof. it. And of course, obviously, I have grown much, much better tools. Um, <laughs> but going back to that old code, like, in some ways, I I feel so good about how much I've learned, but in the other times, it's kind of... Uh, hu- not humiliating. Humbling <laughs> is a better word. Of just how bad I really was. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's kind of like looking at the past and kind of cringing about it what you did. It's like, oh, I'm glad I'm not there, but wow, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. what was yeah. like a? Did you have something that you feel especially that way? Like, because you're in general, so you have so many. Um, you you do so many aspect like aspects of game development. Do you have any like one project where you look back on and you're like? Oh boy, cringe super um, hard, but I'll... a few. <laughs> um, any okay, so oh, let me think of a good one real quick. Uh, the one that stands out the most is actually my first game I tried to make, and people still tell me it was good at the time. But yeah, sure, with my with my current skill set at the time, um, it was supposed to be another horror game, and it was kind of. It was very strange. It, it was very, very strange. It, it, it was future tech kind of thing. Uh, it took place on a space station. And, uh... To, 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 to explain it in the most simplest way, you were being chased by this giant shadow demon. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he would... It was pretty open world. They would just go through the... Um, you would go through each level, and your objective was to get to the heart of the station. And there was this weird demonic portal thingy. It was almost like Doom. Uh, I, I, I a lot of inspiration from that, but... Um, and, and you had to basically just not get caught by this giant shadow demon that you could not stop. You had to just run. Mm. Um, there, was, there was nothing you could really do to fight it. Um... Yeah, and and the the main thing that I actually remember from that is the idea I had for the respawn mechanics. Because normally in a game you you die, uh, you die, and then it just restarts. It lets me last save. What I wanted to do was every time you die, you're actually a clone. So every time you die, you don't actually uh, you know die. Just that that version of yourself does. Interesting. Uh, and there's these these cloning stations that you can use as save points. Um, otherwise, you just there was no checkpoints. You were screwed if you didn't get to a save point. Oh, interesting. That was actually kind of cool. I like that. It, it was a neat idea. I, I didn't get very far with that project just because I didn't have money or time to really work on it at the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really want to get back to something like that, though. It was a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story would unfold the further you got which was the the plan is that they were the um you could find dead clones that had already died beforehand you know before you started playing um and and you could like retrieve their uh uh uh, i don't know hard drive i guess their black box what do you want to call it brain box um yeah essentially yeah brain box (laughs) and then uh and then kind of get the the memories of them 
um, beforehand. It was it was just a neat little thing. But yeah, no, the the main thing that makes me cringe about that is I was making everything myself from scratch, mm. and I really didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> especially with 3D modeling. If you have any idea about 3D modeling, you have to keep things at a certain quality so it doesn't run like crap optimization-wise. Right. Uh, you have to UV unwrap, which is essentially making sure the textures look right and they fit to the model correctly. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just slapping stuff on and going, done. And it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so bad. I really hate it, but I love it at the same time. It was the first game I tried to work on, but it is... Oh, it makes me cringe so much. <laughs> it was so bad. And I was really, really, really crap at, at lighting, too. So I, you had these really bright, reflective hallways that made your eyes bleed. And it just was not fun to actually play. Oof. Uh, we, got, we, yeah. we all got to start somewhere. and Yeah, we do. Well, as I like to say, there's always a first time to fail. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but you learn from your failures, and exactly. you, you move on from there. Exactly. No, no. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely agree. Um, all right, so you've 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 obviously learned a few bits from from those mistakes. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> what what's like the the setting, the world for for this? What's it, what's it going to be called? Uh, the current game is oh boy, uh, some people find it cringy. The actual. Uh, uh, what it's based off of, but the name of the current the current name for the game is the Call of Siren Head. It's Call of based Siren. off of yep, the Call of Siren Head. It's based off of uh, one of um, Trevor Henderson's. I hope I'm saying that right. Trevor Henderson's uh, creations, because he has his own little mythos of of horror creatures, and it's, I find it kind of cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can find him on. What's I think the... I think you can find him on Twitter by his name. I think. Okay. But, yes. What's up? Um. So what? What's his? Um. What? What's the story behind the, the game? Like the the world. At least without the actual, in-game lore. Yeah. Like like what what? How how does it start out? You get the listeners to feel for it. Well, the what sets the mood and the current intro. It's actually part of the teaser trailer I just released uh, about an hour or two ago. Um. Your. It takes place in a forest, a very dark forest at night, of course, because it has to be dark and spooky to be horror. Of course. <laughs> uh, to fill that, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's in a forest, uh, and this, this really... Uh, Siren that's 40 foot tall, and he's very large and skinny, and makes a lot of creepy sounds, <laughs> to, uh, to say it in the most simplistic way. Um, siren sounds. That's why he's called Siren Head. Mm. <laughs> he's a tall, skinny dude who makes really loud siren noises. He can mimic people and stuff like that. I'm not going to go too into detail about his actual character, but okay. really creepy guy. Right. Um, fairly big fan base to port too, but yeah. Uh, the actual setting where it starts is your... It's just a cutscene right now, but you're driving down the road and your truck takes place in the 80s-ish, somewhere in the 80s. Um, yeah, you're driving down the road... There is a uh, darkly lit road. I'm very bad at explaining stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. But yeah, it's darkly a dark, lit road. creepy road. <clears throat> yeah, like out back, like country, country road. You know, mountainous mm -hmm. country road. There's not really anyone nearby. It's completely almost pitch black. You have a few lights that are lighting the road, but not many. 
mm-hmm. uh, and you you you're driving down this road, and on the right you see a little. Uh, I used what I had. <laughs> I didn't make anything custom for it per se, mm-hmm. but it's essentially a little like resting station. Okay. It's got like two benches and a little overhang and, and a little brick building behind it or concrete building behind it. Um, and out of nowhere, uh, you see this really bright light uh, to the right of you, like down to the right of the road, <clears throat> uh, which lights up. Uh, I, I just was using, again, like I was saying, light up where you want people's attention to be. Mm-hmm. So I lit up with the character. Uh, it's, it's the actual like siren head animated. He knocks over a tree middle of the road you go swerving he then uh you open your car door you look down it's a massive drop you're probably gonna die (laughs) uh he then leans over into the um front of the car because he kind of gets on his knees he looks down makes these really creepy noises because you gotta have the creep factor up to 100 (laughs) percent there's a light flickering in the background from one of the posts that fell over you're on the... Did I mention that you're on the side of a cliff about to fall off? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Making sure. Um, yeah, and essentially he just looks... He bends down, looks at you. There's a light flashing in the background. It's really creepy. He ends up just throwing you off the cliff. And yeah, that's about it. Really stereotypical. <laughs> he starts in a car. You get screwed. You either get thrown off a cliff or the car stops or whatever. But yeah, you get thrown off a cliff. And then just black screen. And then and then the game starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which it, it starts. You're in a forest. Um, about your crash car. You somehow survived. I'm not gonna go into detail because yes. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like movie logic. You know, the the MC has to survive. Yes. Uh, um, plot armor. But yeah, yeah. You end up uh, you end up living. Um, you. But you don't I'm have legs, to... right? You you can only walk on your hands. <laughs> I might, I might do that. I, yeah, restrict you to make it really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try running from that big forty-foot-tall monstrosity on your hands. You have to balance. <laughs> whenever you aim, you have to like ba- use your mouse to balance, and oh, then no. <laughs> she oh, fired no. the gun. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a Nathan Drake game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I have a bunch of quick time yeah. events. Wait, wait. So, um, <clears throat> are are there any like? So, so the the main villain is is not killable, right? But mm. is there no? Like, there's there's no way to kill him. No. Do, it, but are there any like other um, enemies or? At the moment, no. It's just him, but he's very fast and he, and he can uh, he can see you from quite a while, being forty foot tall. So you you really have to hide from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very heavy and large and fast. I. Okay. God, it's terrifying. <laughs> Cause you, with my sound designer, got these really—he made these really nice thumping sounds. It's almost like a heartbeat, but oh, it's a really deep creepy. thud, and you can hear him from like a mile away, and you're just oh shit. <laughs> uh, you can just yeah, it's really creepy. I love it. Oh, that that sounds good. That sounds. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. That combined with the, the almost pitch black darkness, you, you, all you have to see is a flashlight and a few lamps in the map, and you're just. You're just really creeped out the whole time. That, um, that actually sounds very intense. Wow. It can be. It can be. I haven't even finished his... Like, I haven't finished setting up his AI yet at the moment, but he... Just as he is now, he's very creepy. Because mm. um, he doesn't even attack you right now. I haven't programmed that bit. It's easy to do. I just haven't done it yet. Because <clears throat> I was working on the trailer. But even though he can't attack you, it still creeps me out. 
because he's just so large and spooky and uh, the light from the moon reflects off of his head because his head has two um, like megaphone metal megaphones attached to it with teeth in it it's really creepy but yeah he's just so tall and and creepy I I keep repeating myself but yeah (laughs) Um, we'll have to play to, to find out right yeah, pretty just much. Out. You'll have to see it for yourself to really experience it. Yeah. So just uh, so this must <laughs> this must all be a, a new experience. Um, what what mistakes or what 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 have you learned? Some big things you've learned. Uh, publishing Working this on... yourself and oh, publishing it myself. Oh boy. Uh, bureaucracy takes forever. <laughs> well, what do you have to get oh. to approved? Uh, surprisingly, not a much. Uh, not much. Not a lot. I I just. I actually registered my company slightly before making the well, actually slightly after making the game, like starting on the game. Mm. I did have a I did have a separate company, but some filing issues, I I couldn't release a product with it because, so I had to, to dissolve that one and make a new one. But wait, wait why <clears> couldn't you make a? I, I I messed up on the paperwork, so if I tried, I would have been fine. <laughs> that, that's that is so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah, they told me. Uh, they told they they told me uh, either fix it, and it would have been probably more expensive to fix it. What, what, what um, country do you live in? The United States. Wait, for real? I live, yeah, I live in Virginia. Yeah. That, I I also just didn't want to risk anything. It it would have been just better. So weird. Anyways. Like you. Could... Yeah. Well, the one one of the things that was wrong was the industry code, because I didn't know what to pick when I first started. Uh... So if you get that wrong, you can't change that. <laughs> All right. So that is note to self. I'll be Do not mess up on the industry code. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That is. So I, uh, yeah, it, it's not too big of an issue though. I I made some custom bugs. <laughs> That's really all I did with that company. Um. Mm, yeah, the OG Cubs, uh, Cub Cups. I just I have them. I don't I always have them. You know, it's it's limited time thing. It's my first company. It's mm-hmm. always gonna remember it, even if I didn't do much with it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, hold a first thing of anything holds a special spot in your heart. Uh, yeah, it really does. It really does. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, once you you get your company set up, get your bank account set up, all that stuff, it's really easy to actually get a game published on Steam. Um, I'm still they're still approving it, but it's very it it takes a few weeks for them to do that. But other than that, you you have to pay a hundred dollars for a um, essentially a fee put it on there and they did that to stop because um there used to be uh steam green light which is essentially is before early access where you could pretty much you you buy a one-time license and you can put as many games on there as you want that was a nightmare because you had so many crappy games and they mm. were just flooding the market it ruined it mm. <clears throat> it was really it, it really put a bad name on the um any game um genre too it oh That's it really bad. just because you had all these crappy, like, actually crappy games that were made in, like, less than a week. Which is, there's nothing wrong with, like, doing that for a game jam. But right. when you're doing that as a product to sell, why? <laughs> yeah, that that's dumb. It makes everyone look bad. Yeah. Luckily, though, luckily, though Steam did a smart. And some people complain about it because you have to pay 100 for every single game. But if you're making money off your games anyways, it's not an issue. So, yeah. not that big of a deal. But when you're getting starting started that that a hundred dollars and all the paperwork can be kind of intimidating but it's really not that bad yeah. all, all they really want is your tax information your bank account that sort of stuff you know company info not that hard mm-hmm. 
Uh, and within like two or three weeks, you can put your game on there. It's not that that bad. Interesting. So, it's really not that hard. Good to know. And uh, how much do you expect to like? Um, how much does the game retail at? Uh, we're still deciding on the price, but we're probably underselling. To what my marketing guy has told me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, around twelve dollars ish, twelve to fifteen, somewhere in there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, fairly fairly cheap for its quality, but you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'd rather more people will be able to play it and actually experience it, especially being my first official game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, that, build that build that audience and community for a sure. following for sure yeah it's the same logic probably as freelancing you know when you first start out and you have no experience you kind of have to literally do things for free or very cheap so that yeah. you can get that yeah. experience and get well, that customer that, base for a while that's what i did i freelanced as a 3d artist mm. and although yeah you can make money off of it you don't really make a lot unless yeah. people are looking for something very specific yeah. Um, how did how did so that go? How, how did you say? I'm always interested. How did you pick mm, up clients just through your personal network or uh, your personal network and things like ArtStation is a good spot to put stuff and showcase your work. ArtStation. Um, ArtStation. Yeah, it's a web. It's a nothing but art, really. Art, uh, artist website. It's a really good place to showcase your work and get a small following if that's really what you're looking for. Hmm. Yeah, and then um, some some big companies, you know, EA, Ubisoft, add Bethesda, Activision. Sometimes they even go on there and look for people to hire. Um, you can even put your account under, you know, you you want to do freelance work or or part time or full time or whatever, uh, or even just regular contract work. You you can do it on there, and sometimes they'll come and pick you up and be like, yo, you know, you want to work for us for us for freelance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a really cool way. To, yeah. to to get in there, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard the game dev industry is brutal. Oh, it's extremely brutal. <sighs> yeah, gosh. There's so many people. And it's, it's a lot of people doing very similar stuff, which is one of the things that makes it the hardest thing. Especially yes. in the art, art aspect of it. Because you, you got so many people doing the same thing. And, you know, you, sometimes you get lucky and you get picked. By a big company, and sometimes you don't. Yeah, no, <laughs> most of the time you don't. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's brutal, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you have this high market saturation, mm-hmm. and then to compound that, um, what was I gonna say? My brain just uh, <laughs> bit of a brain fart there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh, in addition to yeah, well, you, like if you were to do, especially with like the programming and, and that sort of stuff like mm-hmm. that's you know that that pays way more in like the software development industry and that is true yeah even on the art aspect art side of things you programmers generally get paid more in, mm-hmm. in game development just because they do the majority of at least the back-end stuff yeah well and, um, and fr- front-end too like front-end too yeah front is very important as well but I mean, like, an artist can argue that their work's very important because it's what makes the game the game, visually, yeah. you know? Which is true. But, but it is true. It's a game a game isn't a game without art, you know? It's supply and demand. There's... Yeah. It doesn't basically. matter how important you are if there's 100 <laughs> people that can do the exact same thing. Yep. <laughs> and if you don't want to do something, you know, you're out and they'll hire somebody else. It's how it is. Wait, where's that um, sound effect from? That was me. 
<laughs> I was like, well, that's a that's a well that's a well timed <laughs> well sound effect. What is that coming from? Yeah. Oh, just mouth sounds. <laughs> it's uh, beautiful. But yeah. <laughs> Well, I make a lot of sounds, but I'll, I'll save that for something else. You should another you time. Should, you should include have like a. So we were doing the game jam. I was joking. We should have like a the mm. real game, right? And then we just have like a spin-off goofy game where we just throw in all the mechanics uh, and sounds yeah. that we thought about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd be surprised, and sometimes uh, things like that, like you do it in a joking manner, and you turn out to be a big game. People like it. So. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, you joke about it, but sometimes. Like, is that how Goat Simulator started? Oh boy. Actually, that's an interesting story a lot of people don't know about. Goat Simulator is actually made by the same guys who made Sync Them 2. Which, Sync uh, Them 2? Coffee Stain Studios. Yeah, yeah, they were, at first, to my knowledge, they were a small indie company. They made Sanctum, they made Sanctum 2. They got a lot of popularity from that. They made Goat Simulator. And actually now, and that sold really well actually. That that I would say that's where they got the majority of their fan base from, is Sanctum 2. Because that's how I found out about him, mm. um, at least from my point of view. That's that's how me and a lot of my friends found out about him. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was a really fun game. It was, it was cool. It's like a, a, a tower defense game, but three D. So you could walk around and stuff, and you had to like place towers, and, and it was kind of cool. Um, especially for its time, it was pretty neat stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they made that, and then they moved on to Goat Simulator, which I'm pretty sure we all know how that turned out. A nightmare, but a fun nightmare. <laughs> a mess, but a good one. So yeah, that's exactly my point on joke games. Like, it, you'd be surprised how many people actually like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then right now they're working on a game. Uh, I think they just brought it to Steam recently, because it was on the Epic Store. Uh, Satisfactory. Which <gasps> oh, is, yeah. Satisfactory? Coffee Stain is the one that made that, yeah. They're working oh. on that right now. Yeah, Glavin yeah. was telling me all about it. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It's if you're really into like management stuff and and uh, um, uh, production lines and stuff like that, it's an actually pretty. I but God, I make it sound so boring. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot more fun than it sounds when you actually get in there and play it. It's kind of like Minecraft. You get in there, it sounds boring, but you get in there, you play it, you actually mm -hmm. enjoy yourself if you're into those things. Yeah. yeah imagine um, trying to describe Minecraft to a new person. So oh boy. you Block game. <laughs> you, go, you you mine stuff. But you can also yeah. build things. Yep. Um. <laughs> and there's these things that blow themselves up called creepers that you have to not die to at night and stuff like that. Yeah. You're, it, you're a freak so... and a fraud. Get back here. You... Sorry. <laughs> Did you ever see the Alex Jones meme video? You yeah, know? I've seen most of his. Yeah, <sighs> he's, I, he's an interesting fellow. <laughs> he's so good for the meme. I mean, he, he's, he's he knows grifter. he's a meme, too. What he knows he's a meme. Yes, he, he know he he knows it and he plays to it and it is amazing. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's a, oh, I, I no way to does 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 uh, Jinky to Max endorse Alex Jones or any of his views. <laughs> We're just laughing uh, at his uh, memeableness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funniness, it's memeiness. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh boy. Well, now, now we're, we're, we're deep in the weeds now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tell, so, you already shared more, but, like, give us the, give us the full plug for the game. Uh, like, uh, call on Sirenhead. Call of Sirenhead coming to Steam soon. <laughs> Come to a Steam store uh, close yep, to you. Yep, coming to the Steam store. Yep, pretty much. It'll be on Steam Early Access very soon. Um, hoping within the next few months. 
Mm-hmm. And then they um, have their, their trailer. And where can they just yeah. find that Call of Siren Head on YouTube? Uh, yeah, yeah, you should be able to. Um, it's just the Call of Siren Head uh, dash teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And, and uh, uh, social media of Twitter. Uh, yeah, my my Twitter. I don't use it very often. I'm trying to use it more uh, recently because actual game development, it takes so much time, so I don't even pay attention to it half the time. But it's just my username, so I feel like a pro. Uh, yeah, add fail like a pro. F A I L F A I L I K E A P R O. Spelt really, yeah. It's um, it's actually one L and two I's. So okay. F A I L I K E A P R O. That's really weird name to sp- uh, to say and spell, but it's unique. That's why I chose it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but all right. Yeah. Well, that is that is good to know. Uh, thanks for for hopping out. I always learned a lot. There, there's a lot of um, game devs on, with the Janky community. Um, a lot of people interested. I mean, it's it's so like it's one of those things. I really wish it paid more. <laughs> I did too. I really <laughs> wish it did too. Uh, I, so I've been I've been doing game development for like in total, including mm. when I was just starting out since 2014 so mm. a little okay. i think a little over five years i'm doing my math right yeah but i have made almost no money off of it <laughs> i have put so much more in than i've gotten out so far i i my asset library alone just stuff i've i've bought or um commissioned right mm. is is already like six grand at least somewhere yeah. in there no, and I, this is just I, stuff I've, I've collected and gotten over the past five and a half years roughly <laughs> so yeah uh. it's I've spent so much, and I think I've gotten like eight hundred dollars out total from anything I've ever done. It is such a it's a labor it's different. A, it's a passion contrast. project. That's what it is. It is. It is. Yeah, a game development, especially indie, you yeah. you it's you have to rely on passion for a lot of it. And the one thing you got to do is not burn yourself out. I I every now and again, especially on the weekends, I will just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Take the time for myself so I can relax and think of what I'm doing and and how I want stuff to play out. Yeah. Um, which is always important. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, for, for for our plugs, um, there, don't forget to check out Space Roots. That's our other Jakey uh, production. Um, we This this uh, week we talked to a, uh, which will be released next Wednesday, which will be this Wednesday. Well, be the previous Wednesday. So I guess it'll be this episode. So, anyways, <laughs> um, talk to an actual rocket scientist. Um, she did space spacecraft navigation for many years at NASA. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, no, it it's inc- she, some of the stories are just amazing. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> definitely one of, one of my top top podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah, we'll be normally post the updates there. We're actually working on a bot to um, to uh, the idea is the ideal bot will automatically post the the link because I, I I'm whenever the podcast get released, I have like six different things I have to post them to, and I'm probably going mm. to forget one of them. So the, hopefully right. a bot's going to take care of all that. We can automate that away. But anyways, yes, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we uh, get our updates. Uh, and no matter where you're at, what project you're working on, remember to keep things janky to the max.